We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. Go. Uh, these are words that Jesus spoke while he was hanging on the cross. And so I've talked about the phrase... My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And we talked about the word forsaken one week. Jesus was forsaken so that we are not forsaken. We may feel forsaken, may sense that we're forsaken, but he was forsaken for us so that we will never be forsaken. I talked about the phrase, why have you forsaken me? We ask that question to God all the time. Why, why, why? Why are these things happening? We talked about that. Also talked about the phrase, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. They know not what they're doing. Who? Father, forgive who? Well, we talked about the soldiers. Pilate. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrins, the people around the cross, the people throughout the towns. But we also talked about you and me. We didn't know what we were doing. Amen? We didn't know, and God forgave us through His Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. But I got to tell you, from the very first Sunday I started preaching this, I could hardly wait for today. The whole time I'm preaching these other messages, I'm like, okay, I love this message, but I can't wait for this one. Because today, I get to read this passage, John chapter 19, verses 29 and 30. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk to the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, say this with me, it is finished. Whew. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Jesus said, it is finished. It's finished. These were the most climactic words while he was on the cross. His most climactic cross words. We've talked about how that if we say cross words, sometimes we can get cross ways with each other. But Jesus came to fulfill prophecies. He came and he said, it is finished. These were his last words on the cross. Not his last words, but his last words on the cross. And they were the most important of all the words that he said. Remember last week I talked about when Jesus said, when he, Jesus saw his mother. That word saw means that he deliberately focused on her for a moment. And, and God sees us. He deliberately focuses on you and deliberately focuses on me and stares at us. God through his son has sent him and God has this all planned out for thousands of years. God has been planning this day. Everything happened for a reason. And Jesus on the cross is making sure to check off everything that has been prophesied so that everything would be fulfilled and nothing would be missed. 
He's gone through the checklist. Everything has been happening just as foretold by Isaiah and other prophets. Everything is happening. God has this all planned out. And the title of my message today is this, Control. Control. How many of you like to be in control of things? Raise your hands, testify. Come on, oh man, the whole church. Got a whole church full of control freaks. Control. I want to. I want to. I want to drive. <laughs> I want to be the one making the decisions. Absolutely. Uh, strong personalities draws in strong personalities. Right. We all like control. We all like to be in charge. I want to be in control. I, I don't like it when I'm out of control of my emotions. I don't like that. I don't like it when I'm out of control in life decisions. It's like sometimes we get put into a corner and we don't really have control. We have to do this or we have to do that. God, through His Son Jesus Christ on the cross, it may look like things are out of control. But God is in control of everything that is happening. And God is in control with everything happening in your life. God never gets caught off guard when something happens in your life or my life. And there's been times I have felt like things are really out of control. I want you to get this today. I want this message to be driven home in your spirit so you don't forget it. I want God to write it on your heart. God is in control. He has all things in his hands. He is omnipotent. He has the power to take care of whatever you're going through. Moses was born at the right time. Remember that? At the right time. Esther was put in her position of leadership for such a time as this. I want you to look at this. Romans chapter 5 verse 6 in the NIV version says this. You see, at just the right time, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, what happened? Christ died for the ungodly. In the King James version it says this. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. But I kind of like the message. I usually don't read too many verses from the Message Bible, but I really like the Message Bible on this verse. It says this, Christ arrives right on time. (laughs) I like that. Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He did it and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. (laughs) I love that. There's times in my life when I don't know what to do. There's times in my life that I personally am too weak to do anything about anything. But Christ arrives right on time. I like that. And he makes things happen. I want you to help me preach this today, PCA. When I say Christ arrives, I want you to say right on time. Are you ready? 
Christ arrives. Mm, Got to help me out better than that. Because I've been waiting for today. Christ arrives. Woo, now we're feeling it. Right on time. Not your time, not my time. But at the right time, in due time, Christ shows up. Christ arrives right on time. You got you to be awake. Don't fall off. Don't go. We're done. We're not. We're just getting started. I have found that when I'm at my weakest, Christ arrives. I have found that when I'm about to quit, Christ arrives. When I'm about to fail, Christ arrives. When I'm about to lose hope, Christ arrives. When I'm about to lose my faith, Christ arrives. When I'm about to die, Christ arrives. Come on, somebody give God praise that Christ arrives right on time. Woo! Jesus was born at the right time. Right on time. Christ arrived in his birth. And he's arriving on the cross right on time for his death. God is in control. Sometimes man thinks that he is in control. But God started time and God will end time and God is always on time. We've got to have the faith to stand while we wait. We've got to have the faith to stand while we're wondering sometimes. But I know no matter what, Christ arrives. Jesus cried out, it is finished. Look at John 19, 30 in the NIV. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. The message says it like this. After he took the wine, Jesus said, it's done. (laughs) Drop the mic. Completed. Bowing his head, he gave up. He offered up his spirit. King James Version said, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. I, I can't wait. God never leaves anything unfinished. He never leaves anything unfinished. When God starts something, he finishes it. He checks it off. How many of you have to-do list? I have one every day. Anybody like me? I mean, you are so OCD, you're CDO. I got to-do list every day. And it bothers me if I don't check off every one of the things. Scratch it. Done. Jesus is on the cross. He's in control. He's looking around. He saw his mother. He's looked around. He's the criminals on the left and the right. I talked about you can't live in the middle because Jesus is in the middle. We got to get on the left side of Christ or on the right side of Christ. If you get on the left side, you're going to get left. You get on the right side, you'll be with him in paradise. Yeah. He looked to the criminals, gave them a chance, thought about all the things Isaiah prophesied, all the other prophets ahead of time. Did it, did it, did it. Uh, Got it, got it, got it. Mm. Checking with the dad, the father, is everything done? It is done. Complete. I have finished what I was sent here to do. God never leaves anything 
unfinished. Philippians 1.6 says this, Being confident of this, Men and women of God, be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He's the beginning, the alpha. He's the end, omega. He begins and ends everything. And what he started in you, he will finish it to completion. It's done. Got it. Checked it off. Finished. Wow. God is in control. We do not need to lose heart today. I know some of you are going through hard times. I go through them with you. I'm at the hospitals with you. I'm at the funeral homes with you. I'm in the doctor's offices with you. I'm in the homes with you when the family's blowing apart. When you've gotten cancer notifications. When you've gotten a phone call. I've lost somebody in my family. When your kids are rebellious. Jesus is right there. He said, though you walk through the valley of a shadow of death, I will walk through that valley with you. You've got to be confident. He will never leave you, never forsake you. He will finish that which he starts. And Christ arrives right on time. Isaiah 52, 13 through Isaiah 53, 12. God tells Isaiah how this day will happen. He's got it all planned out. And God has your life in control. When we're not, God is. Colossians 2.10 says this in the NIV. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. He is the head over what? Every power and authority. I mean, when we do warfare, we've got the one who has all power and all authority. We do not walk around weak. We do not walk around powerless. We are not intimidated by the enemy. Besides this, here's what the church is supposed to do. We storm the gates of hell. Hell does not storm us. We destroy the enemy. The enemy does not destroy us. We walk in power and might. Why? Because Christ arrives right on time. Hallelujah. We've got to be confident of this. Now church, I've been in a lot of places with you and sometimes our confidence gets shaken. We feel out of control. In that moment, stop. The enemy is trying to mess with your mind. The enemy is trying to get you to believe that he's in control. That you're out of control. That things are beyond what you can do. Look at Colossians 2.10 in the message. I love this. Boy, this is going to get some of you real close. 2.10 in the message says this. Watch out for people who try to dazzle you with big words and intellectual double talk. Aren't you glad your pastor doesn't use big words? Aren't you glad your pastor is not intellectual? They want to drag you off into endless arguments that never amount to anything. 
They spread their ideas through the empty traditions of human beings and the empty superstitions of spirit beings. But that's not the way of Christ. Everything of God gets expressed in him so you can see and hear him clearly. Listen, whoa, whoa, you better hear this. You don't need a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope. Yeah, read that again. Some of you wake up in the morning, check the paper to find out what kind of day you're going to have. Well, today my horoscope says that you don't need a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope to realize the fullness of Christ and the emptiness of the universe without him. When you come to him, the fullness comes together for you too. His power extends over everything. Somebody give God praise for that today. We don't need to check horoscopes, telescopes, and microscopes. Hallelujah. I'm not going to listen to some brainiac tell me about my DNA because when I received the Lord Jesus Christ, my old man died. I've got brand new DNA. My father's living inside of me. Come on. Hallelujah. My old man's died. Old ways are gone. I got a new life. I've got a new father. I've got a new way of talking, a new way of living, a new way of seeing life, a new power, and it's come together in the fullness of the Godhead in me. In you. Jesus is on the cross saying these words. And I want to tell you, he's not at his weakest point. He is at his most powerful point because he is in control. He cries out for all the universe to hear. The universe has been waiting for these words for thousands of years. It is finished. Hallelujah. Can you imagine the birds beginning to sing and the angels begin to shout and the trees begin to clap their branches? The death is gone. God is swallowing up death in victory. It has no more sting. God is doing something. We've been waiting on for years. The temple is about to be changed forever. No longer will you go to just one place or this place to worship, but true worshipers will worship him in spirit and in truth. We can worship him at any time of the day, anywhere we are. All we've got to do is just start singing his name, Jesus, Jesus. We don't have to be separated from God. All of creation's been listening. All of mankind's been listening. We've been waiting for the tearing of that veil from top to bottom for thousands of years. It's about to happen. It is finished. We are no longer separated from God. Hallelujah. Woo. We don't have to wait for somebody to go in once a year and offer blood to cover our sins. We can now walk ourselves right into the throne room of God boldly and declare, God, I need you today. God, heal me today. God, touch my kids, my family, my finances. God, move in my life. And he says, yes, son, what do you want? What do you need? Because I'm the head over every power and authority. Hallelujah. Somebody got to praise God. Hallelujah. It's finished. It's finished since the separation in the garden. People said, well, Jesus was killed. He wasn't killed. He was murdered. He wasn't murdered. 
Because in order for Jesus to be killed or murdered, the Roman soldiers would have been in control. They were not in control. I want you to hear this. Jesus was in total control. Not man, not Pilate, not the soldiers, not the Pharisees or the Sadducees, not the mockers or the scorners, not you and me. Because the Bible says at the right time, Christ died. He's hanging on this cross. He's checked off the list. It is done complete. He declares that it is finished. And then at the right time that God has planned from the foundations of the earth, here's what it says. Jesus offered up his spirit. In the King James, he gave up the ghost. In the Greek, it means this. Jesus, hanging on the cross, in control. In the Greek, it means, and now he commanded his spirit to leave his body. Woo! He didn't let anybody take his life. He gave his life. There was no way with those 40 stripes on his back was he passing out. He didn't pass out. Why? He was in control. There was no way he wasn't going to make it to that hill called the skull, Golgotha, because he's in control. There's no way they're going to hang him there and him die. He doesn't die. He commands his spirit. Now you can leave this body because I'm done with this body. It is finished. It is done. Get out of my body and return to the Father. Hallelujah. Even in his death, he is in control. And today we need to understand that. They didn't come along and take it from him. He said, I command it now at this moment, at the right time, Kronos, to leave. Christ arrives. Oh, you done fell asleep on me. Christ arrives. And Christ dies right on time. He commanded his spirit. He said, I'll tell you when I'm finished. I'll tell you when I'm done and I will at that moment at the right time command my spirit to leave. If he is in control on the cross, how much more is he controlling your life today? How much more has he got you in the palm of it? Because he gave all this for you and me while we were weak and didn't even know what to do, he came in strength and power and he did it for us. He paid the price so that we receive freely today. We don't have to come, as I said last week, and bring applications to be one of his students. We don't have to learn the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, to be a teacher, I mean, for the rabbi to teach us. We just have to come and when he says, follow me, we say yes. I will follow you all the days of my life and I will leave all that old behind me. And today we need to understand that when we follow Christ, we leave all those old things behind. It changes our direction. And I gotta tell you today, 
I want you to hold on tight because God is not finished with you. Some of you may have walked in today and you've got a hard week, hard month, hard year, whatever it's been. You're thinking, man, where are you, God? Maybe you're still asking why from the message a couple of weeks ago. Why? Why is this happening? Why is that? And I've got to tell you, we're not smart enough to know why. I don't know why either. But I am smart enough to know this. God is in control. And He is the head over every power and authority. And God has your life in the palm of His hands. If He knows when a sparrow falls, if He knows how many hairs and got them numbered on your head, if He can dress the fields better than Solomon can get dressed, how much more does He love you and love me? We don't need to sit around going, God, where are you? Because He's going to arrive right on time in your life and in my life. Not when we think he should, but when God knows he should. And I got to tell you, God's not finished with me. He's not finished with you. He's not finished with PCA. God has started something in this church. And when God begins something, he is faithful and he is just. And he will complete that which he starts. Any of you guys got any undone jobs at your house? No, I'm not going to ask the men. Let me ask the ladies. Ladies, how many of your husbands have got unfinished projects at the house? The men won't confess it, but the women will. God is not into unfinished projects. He doesn't start your life and then go, ah, let me just set that over there on the shelf. I'm really, I'm really not interested in that anymore. I'm, I'm going to go on to something different. No. He is always in control. And he always, always finishes that which he starts. He never starts something and then go, oh, I made a mistake. Oh, I shouldn't have started this. There's been things in my life I started and then I go, oh man, I shouldn't have started doing that. I, I shouldn't have even tried that. I, I can't do it. And I fail and I just move on. God doesn't do that. You are God's handiwork. Joshua said this, before I was formed in my mother's womb, you knew me. <laughs> before, 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 before you ever went, <gasps> God knew you. And God knew what you was going to face. And God goes, I got this. I'm the head and power over everything. And now, because of this cross, I'm not going to be confined to a temple, but I'm going to dwell inside of you. I want to be your God, and I want you to be my people. That has been from Genesis, and it goes through Revelation. That is the heart of God. If you want to know the whole Bible in one sentence, that's it. I will be their God and they will be my people. We were separated from God in the garden and God goes, I want to be close again. I want to be so close again. I, matter of fact, I want to be closer than I was in the garden. Because in the garden, I just came down the cool of every evening and communed with them. But now I want to be with them every moment of every hour of every day. And he sent his son to tear that veil from top to bottom so we can walk into that holy of holies. Hebrews tells us, walk boldly in. We're not coming in as weak. 
We're not coming in as somebody that's got to beg our Father to do something for us. My children never had to beg me to give them something. Never. But my kids would come to me and say, Hey, Dad, and I got to tell you, I was a pushover. I, I gave my kids too much. I got to confess. I gave them everything they wanted. You know why? Because as a kid, I didn't get anything I wanted. So I gave them everything. I, I lavished my love upon them and probably spoiled them rotten. But you probably did the same thing to your kids too. When we come to the Father, we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy. What do you want? What do you need? It's one-on-one. -on -one. You're right here. I'm right here. I have all authority. And see, Jesus came to bring the kingdom of God from heaven to earth. Most people think that he came to bring redemption. That was only one part. The main part was the kingdom of God. He talked about the kingdom all the time. And the kingdom operates differently than the earth does. He came to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And he wants us to live by the way the kingdom lives, the way the rules of the kingdom are. We're children of the most high God. Our Father is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus is sitting at his right side right now praying for you and for me. He's interceding for us. He's praying for you. Man, I don't, I don't know of anybody else I want praying for me other than Jesus. There's one verse in the Bible that just came to me. Simon Peter was having a hard time, and here's what it said. Jesus prayed for him. Whoo. Wow, can you imagine? And right now he's praying for you. And he said, hey, I went, for this, I went to this cross because I'm the mediator between God and man. I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. So you can get left or right. I'm in the middle because you need to make choices on how you live. And who is your father? Talked about it very, very openly. The devil is a liar, and every word that comes out of his mouth is a lie. He's the father of lies. And either he is your father, or God is your father. There's no other choices. Either your light or your darkness Either we're going to heaven or we're going to hell, but it's our choice. God has done everything he can possibly do to make it so easy to follow him. We don't have to do anything except say yes. I'll follow. And then when, once we say yes, then we just let him direct our steps. Every step directed by God. Every decision, I need wisdom from God. And today, Christ arrives right on time in your life and mine. Would you stand with me this morning, PCA? It is time for us to stop trying to have control. We control our own bodies. We can make our bodies do something or not.
And I have found that if we really want to do something, we will find a way to do it. I mean, if we really want to. We have to understand that it's God's timing, not ours. God's timing, not ours. And time is a funny thing, isn't it? If you're old enough, you will agree with me that time goes by really, really fast. If you're a young person, time drags. You'll ask a young person, how old are they? I am six and three quarters. You ask an older person, how old they are? Oh, well, I'm somewhere now. We try to get messed up in God's timing. Isaiah said, they that wait upon the Lord for the right time, at the right time, God will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and they won't faint. The reason why we faint and the reason why we fall out sometimes is because we're not in God's time. We try to do it in our own strength because we are in control. No, we're not. God is in control. I really want to speak to those of you here today that are hearing this. And there's a situation in your life I could name off a few. I'll name off a few just to get you thinking in the right direction. Maybe you've got kids that you trained them up in church or maybe you didn't, but they're away from God and you're praying, God, I need my kids. I want my kids to come to you know you. Maybe your marriage is in trouble. Maybe your health is an issue today. Maybe it's your finances. You're, you're out of control. Maybe it's your thought life. Whatever situation it is, Christ on the cross said it is finished. It is done complete so that you and I have Christ dwelling inside of us and we have the fullness of the Godhead living inside of us. What a mystery today you're a child of God God has his hand in your life he has his hand on your life and you may be asking why you may be asking Lord when how and God saying in due time at the right time Christ arrives right on time message join us anytime at pcachurch.com and every sunday at 2313 east prospect in ponca city